quarantine podcast here on Sunday, August 9th. We are presented by our friends at MechDine. Check them out at MechDine.com. You heard the latest installment of the Chris Williams podcast with Dr. Matt Urban. They are also um, sponsoring that one where we talked about COVID-19 and how things have changed since Dr. Matt Urban. He's an epidemiologist. No, wait a minute. He's not. He's a microbiologist. He's like, he's saying to me the other day, he's like, there's a difference between those two. And I'm another. <laughs> They're both doctors. Yeah, you got doctor in front of you. Anyways, um, thanks to MacDyne. And uh, especially now, thank all of you for supporting us in what is going to be a very long fall. And um, hopefully not a long winter, but um, the tide has really turned in the last week as regards to an upcoming football season. And one of the things when Brent and I um, met with Chris from Mechdyne a couple weeks ago to talk about all this, he, he said, you know, he's an Iowa Stater. And one of the big reasons is he's wanting to support Cyclone Fanatic and keep us going during a super rough time. So we appreciate that. Uh, check them out. Their careers page is where I would encourage you to check out at MacDine.com. They have all that great technology, but it's a great place to work. And there's always openings for a worldwide company located in Marshalltown, Iowa. Brent Bloom is back from a week in southern Minnesota. Uh, where his lovely wife, Crystal, celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday to Crystal. like to throw that out there. Thank you. And I'm sure um, she appreciates it. I've been at home with my daughters all weekend as the wife worked. Uh, this has not been a good weekend. This um, started to really, Brent, um, I started to really catch vibes on, I would say about midday Thursday is when the tide really started to turn. It was when the Big Ten released that schedule, and then I was getting a lot of feedback, being like, it's not going to matter. And then the SEC did the same on Friday. And um, the wind I was catching at that point was that at the presidential level, uh, a lot of feedback had been from that mother um, whose son has been battling the heart problems due to COVID. At Indiana. At Indiana. Yeah. Um, that specific case had been referenced to me, and I've also been told not to overlook the Pac-12 situation as far as the players um, threatening to boycott the season. The way it was put to me by multiple sources, this is not just one, and these are not just at Iowa State, these are all over the country, is that when you combine everything, Brent, the COVID uncertainty, the political nature of all of this, then you sprinkle in the... Um, you know, the, the, one of the things that these presidents are worried about is the long-term stuff with COVID that we don't know about yet. Sure. And then when you sprinkle on the PAC 12 situation, uh, we're starting to have real debates over amateurism again and deemed just completely undoable mm. at this point. Um, it is 8.45 on Sunday. The only thing we know right now is that the Mid-American Conference is canceling its season to the spring. Um, I was told today that that is not dictating anything that the Power Five does. Um, to quote Commissioner Bob Bullsby, it's just a, quote, data point. He loves using he loves the words that. Yeah. data point. Never change, um, Bob. However, um, Again, these wheels were in motion. I started hearing a lot about this on Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Uh, If you've been a Patreon or a premium subscriber, I've been kind of... You have? um, You know, hinting at this for for days now. 
and it's really started to hit mainstream, I would say about mid-afternoon yesterday that the college football season is in great danger. And even if you're listening to this on Monday, um, you know, this might be dated. I, I yeah. think it'll take a – my guess is Tuesday would be the day that this thing blows up, but it's not going to be much longer than that. But you're saying it's pretty much inevitable from what – Unless there's a big swing. I mean, um, looking at like around Twitter, these players are doing the we want to play hashtag. I just – I don't know how that's going to change anything. Uh, maybe even if like they come up with a vaccine right now, I don't know if that could say uh, – yeah, and 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 then we look towards the spring, and I um I've been told there's real concerns about having how that would work, sure, and if it's even doable. Yeah, I mean I think that's the interesting part here. And now I'm gonna sip some bourbon. Yeah, th- thanks to our yeah. friend Brant. I finally Brant, I keep finally, the bourbon coming. I finally brought one over. Yes, thank I was hoarding a lot of them, but I'm <laughs> all like, you of know them. what? You were hoarding yeah, all actually of them. all of them. So I think this is a special occasion. Brent bought over the 1792 full proof. 125 proof tonight because, well, cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, so what's the, you know, I agree with you just from reading the tea leaves. It just seems, and I'm the half full one here usually, um, I think it just seems inevitable at this point unless there is a big change from the top down. There's some pushback either politically or I don't even know what could save it at this point, but it's just sad. It's just, you it, know, it's just at the bottom bottom line is it's just sad. And in, It sounds to me can, real quick the sentiment yeah. is now we need to quit wasting our time on the inevitable and we need to start focusing on how to keep our collective breath above water with the financial hell that we're about to enter. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you that's keep, how the, I understand the, it. The, I mean, the slow drip is turning into a water torture. I mean, it's just like you can't well said. you can't keep doing this. Where if if this is going to be what everyone thinks is going to be the end result, then just rip the bandaid off, I guess. But it doesn't make it any easier. I think it just allows you to plan. And you know, the, so the next thing is, well, will will there be a spring? And I don't I don't know if that's feasible either. Um, one, the virus or the, excuse me, the vaccine. If available, will it be rolled out in enough numbers by then? And you can't put precedent on 20-year-old college athletes to get that vaccine over the general population. And then then secondly, then you go right back to the player empowerment movement of, are you really going to ask these players to play, even if it's a shortened season, an eight-game season in March, April, May, and then turn around in two months and play a 12-game season again? I don't and think you're you just can you're do just that. you're just you're just setting yourself up for the same conversation um, of negativity. And I, I heard somebody, a person that I thought was an interesting point is is the Big Ten at the forefront here because they can, you know, in the spring, let's say things are better with COVID, then they can have they have the bigger stadiums, maybe they can sell more tickets that way, and it's a financial thing for them to punt to the spring. But I think that's even. Uh, outlandish a little bit here and that uh, spring football would be a, a, a real challenge and if you keep punting and keep saying well we're just gonna go to the spring now you're just delaying the inevitable again and I don't think that's feasible either so what you're left with is just a really awful day for college athletics whenever it is whenever the, the ultimate d-day is it's just it's not it's uh it's the ice age yeah we're here um we're here um I just 
I'm really sad. Uh, real quick, let's just get this out of the way, and then we can talk about like what's next, maybe. Sure. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to lose their jobs, and I'm I'm thinking about Brent, like the hotels, bars, restaurants, specifically in Ames. Now you, the difference between you know if like let's say that the like Major League Baseball doesn't have fans, right? Or let's say the NBA basically canceled the rest of that season like for those cities, right? Because mm-hmm. they're in a bubble. Yep. Well, those are all major cities. There's other there's other things going on there. There's plenty of attractions in, you know, Atlanta to keep downtown Atlanta going because the Hawks aren't there. Right. I'm talking about Lubbock, Texas, Ames, Iowa, Manhattan, Kansas. These are not metropolitan areas with all sorts of attractions. We we're, we are all but um, in, in this is not an opinion here, but we're um, I've I've used the term we're staring down the barrel of a loaded gun, right? And that's basically what we're doing. We're pulling the trigger because we um, and this is where everybody gets really feisty. But I mean, I think that these presidents feel like they have to. And I'd, is that yep. right or wrong? You're up to debate that. Yep. But that's what makes this so frustrating. Yeah. It's uh the job loss just on the athletic departments, okay. I mean it's like waves, right? So that's yeah. the immediate wave. And that's gonna come. That'll come. That's gonna Sports suck. Sports would be probably that's, after that. Gonna be a lot of tears when that happens too, man. There's yep. a lot of really good people. Yeah, I and mean, I'm we're just thinking about people we know. I mean you and, and then you, times you that times <laughs> nationwide. In all the D two and D three like we think they're going to be layoffs at this level. There's yep. th- this level still has a bright future. Like what is I don't know. What does D3 football's future look like? I don't I don't know. So I don't that, know. That and then you got like you said the local the town issues. I mean you're talking about tens of millions of dollars just in Ames alone because of uh Iowa State football in the fall. Um and that's that's the immediate jobs and you throw on the ramifications of this inevitable scholarships that will be lost from students because if you're cutting you're cutting you're going to cut sports or at the very least you're going to have to limit the number of scholarships given out here in the in the future um and which becomes a major question that needs to be resolved in the next few weeks right how they're going to deal but how do you like, know do all your verbal commitments next week next year like do you because you're going to try and not take eligibility away from people the current who, ones yeah yeah like it's really but can you have a can you have a football roster with 115 scholarships? How do you find the funds for that too? When you're already just you just lost the schools 50 can't million. do it. The schools oh. can't do it. So like, is the NCAA going to come in and cover that? So just think about the lost opportunities then of not just the current student athletes or the, the, I heard I saw an article they prefer to be called college athletes because the student it's a lawsuit thing anyway college athletes. And then the future ones, and then those who they're on campus now, and this is what I, I think is a fair concern. They're on campus now because they want to play a sport. I mean, just just think about okay, just University of Iowa was in the news. What forty uh, percent of their uh, black football players graduated, or I mean, something like that. You, you, let's say you take it was the, worse than the Big it was, Ten. It was the yeah. I mean, not, not picking an eye. I'm just yeah. just an example. Yeah, you're the great thing about college sports is it brings in this, you know, 
melting pot of population for a, a experience in college. And if you take that away, you know, what's the incentive for some of these folks to stay in school now? And then where, do, and then what happens to them? I mean, I think the immediate concern, of course, you do not want these players to get COVID and then the potential long-term effects from that. But what about the long-term effects if they drop out because, you know, they don't have that incentive to play? Um, I mean, I just think the, 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 the ripple effects uh, of this are, are really endless and you don't know where it stops. I hate the fact that um, nobody will explain this to me. I, Urban and I, just Dr. Urban and I tried to break this down on Friday night. Uh, but like, to me, it seems vastly more dangerous to have thousands of co-eds on Maple Willow Larch living in there, showering yeah. together, you know, not together, but literally right <laughs> next to each other. There's seriously though, there's steam in the air. If one of them has COVID, it's going to spread around like crazy. You know, you're taking craps right next to each other. Like you're literally living on top of each other. Sure. 18 year olds. Um, and then times that by, a, you know, go to Oak Elm, Friley, sure. Freddie Core. Like, in, to me, that is more dangerous mm-hmm. than control, like a controlled situation that these football players it is. are in. It is. It's considerably more dangerous, I would say. I mean, I don't have data to back that up. I'm giving my opinion here. Um, but it's not, it, it's not in the public spotlight as I, much. I understand, I, yeah. but like... Let's, let's call it what it is, though, backing what you said. Um, you know, Jimmy over in eighth floor of Friley is trying to become an engineer. Well, Jaquan Bailey's trying to become an NFL football player. Yeah. You know, and what is his deal now? This was going to be his fifth year. Yep. Came off of an injury. Like, what happens to Jaquan? Does he get a sixth year? Does he want a sixth year? Does he want a sixth year? But yeah. now he's he just lost an opportunity. Great point. To show what he can do and talking to people in the program, Jaquan Bailey is a new man. He was going to be a monster this year. Yeah. So, like, there's so many of those. Like, every, every single one of those. I get it. Because have a story Dr. Urban's thing to me was, well, uh, you know, we don't have to have football as a society. I, I understand that. But that's why he's here. That's why he chose Iowa State is right. to play football. Now, we can talk about student-athletes and all that stuff. Let's call it what it is. There's a reason that athletic department's going to be down 40 to $50 million, and it's because those guys aren't playing football. Yep. You know, like, again, it's, it's super complicated. I want to make this very clear. The, the thing I hate the most right now, Brent, is all the um, – in, in respect to Mechdyne, I'm not going to drop the F-bomb. Sure all the bleeping experts yeah. – yeah. Who are out there who think that they know everything. Nobody knows everything. There's a lot of really smart people tonight who are sick to their stomachs. They, be, they're, and they're crunching numbers, finding out which friends they're going to have to let go. And it sucks. You know, so that nobody knows, like, this is not, there's no perfect answer here. And I want to make sure, like, as much as we may be bloviating right now, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's what's the, the brutal part about this is it's, of course, everyone thought this was a logical, you know, this could happen. But when when you're finally, you're going to do it, and it's going to happen now, it seems like. It just it just is brutal. It's just not a... It hurts your and, soul. Yeah, man. I just don't know. I mean, and I don't know when you get it back. And, um, you know, when it comes back. Or any, do some of these things come back? What is... 
what does the future look like here? And all the opportunities lost by the the players, the the jobs, the I mean, just on and on and on and on, and it's just sad, just really sad. Uh, let's let's take a quick break, but before we do, let's cheer everybody up. And today's uh, featured patron, uh, who's supporting CycloneFanatic.com, is a dear friend. He, uh, I wrote this on Twitter about Josh Betts earlier today. Brent, I want to quote it exactly here because I mean it so much. Um, eh, where am I at? I tweet a lot. <laughs> There's so much hate and negativity in this world, especially on Twitter, but it makes it makes me really despise the medium. But Josh Betts is the opposite of all that, and I met him on here. He is the kindest soul I have ever come across. I'm so blessed to have Josh's spirit in my life. And I mean that completely. Um, Josh is a young guy who runs his own uh, sports blog over in Eastern Iowa. Josh has overcome more uh, than most of us can ever realize. And uh, he is a badass dude. And I love him like a brother. And he supports us and is a patron. And I thank him. From the bottom of my heart, I would do anything for Josh Betts. And Bloom, I know you echo that. He's a he's a great man who we are proud to call friends. I th- absolutely couldn't couldn't have said it much better. And um, makes you appreciate the friendships that can be built through social media sometimes, but also college sports. Yeah. And so I mean, I, man, I because we we met Josh. He was uh, originally, you know, through you and I. Yeah. He was, uh, well. He um, covered the team. <laughs> Josh sat next to me last year on press row for that Iowa State Northern Iowa game. And it was kind of like um, he was kind of like my shrink throughout it. <laughs> yeah, that was you know clones are like top twenty five. We're in like at least jo- there's no game like that this fall. I'll drink to that, I guess. Oh, uh, thank you, Josh. Yeah, no, seriously. Thanks, Josh. And I know it might seem pointless now. I think that um, if I could encourage folks to support Cyclone Fanatic, let me, let me do my salesman pitch here, Bloom. I actually think it's more important now than ever that um, we have journalists and we are covering the blank out of this. I think we're going to have more like solid information coming through that fans are going to want to know about in the next couple of months than maybe ever. And um, I'm really, again, like the whole point of this premium message board and the Patreon thing, there's certain things like sensitivity wise that I can't just go put on Twitter. Sure. Or throw out on cakes. It gets, and I, gets in the wrong hand. Yeah. Or in people take it the wrong way mm-hmm. and they quote, re, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a solid group of fanatics now who have been supporting this, who you can trust. It's going to stay in that room. And we've seen it. And I think that I, I think we've done a really good job with this premium thing since April. I think people have gotten their money's worth. We're doing these zoom things. So if you, if you're, if you like our product, if you want it to not change and blow up throughout this whole thing, of course I'm being self-serving here because I want to be employed um, and we will be because you guys have stepped up to the plate. But I, I do think that the next couple of months, we're very sourced in. I, I think we've done a really good job during this pandemic thing of keeping our users in, in, informed. And we'll continue to do that as much as possible. You can do it via Patreon 
Or if you're a message board geek, you can find it on there and upgrade. By the way, do you like the new website? Love it. I think it's great. I think uh, it, I, it really is better than I thought it was going to be, the message boards. Clean. Yeah. Smooth. Well, I, I told the developer, I was like, I don't want to go nuts here. I want to simplify it. Like, everything's simple. Feels feels like it was, but just better. Yeah. We'll, well check done. that out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we signed that contract in um, December, so we... We got that bill paid already. <laughs> so I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about, about that. That, coming that, that thing has been paid for a while now. Uh, anyways, um, thank you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. And Josh Betts is our featured patron. I absolutely love you, Josh. Like a brother, I'd do anything for you, my man. So thank you very much. We will be back with more of tonight's podcast right after this. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, Mechdyne-powered quarantine podcast here on the Psych One Fanatic Podcast Network. Bloom and I are drinking 1790. What's, what's your uh, early review? It's very good. I've had this before. Oh, you it's, have had this. It's fantastic. This is a good um, bang for your buck one. I would have to agree, especially tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, anyhow, anywho. Let's look forward. Uh, I want to talk about what basketball season might look like, and I want to talk about um, the spring. I don't really want to get into the roster and stuff with football. No. Because a I, lot of people are tweeting no at me. And be, they're like, hey, is, are we done with Brock Purdy? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on those young men until I have pretty good information. Well, and so much can change. Yeah. Who knows? There's like this pointless. You can speculate, sure. You could flip a coin. Probably be a lot of times about the same. I yeah. It's just like this news will send tremors through all. I mean, all, now you have to just think. If you're if you're a student, if you're a college athlete, you got to think now. What what is best for me? Um, and what what is what are we going to do going forward? And you're right. The biggest question that needs to be answered in the next two weeks is what does eligibility look like? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if these athletic departments can guarantee that either. They could do the spring, right? Because that was like, mm, you know, what? I would say 40 to 50 spring sports that got canceled. They could guarantee those. Can you guarantee another? I don't know what the, the number would I mean, it's just it's on and on and on of these, these decisions when you're already – your your budget just got cut in half, so what do you do? So a lot of a, long story short, a lot of a lot of questions out there um, that'll necessitate what some of these players do. For what it's worth, um, looking at basketball, there seems to be a strong, and I actually believe this will happen. Like I, with the football thing, we were all kind of like, eh. I told you about a month ago, sitting here, I didn't think the season would happen. Remember that night? Yeah. You did. I admit I was wrong. No, I'm not trying to be no, like, I know. I'm not trying to be that guy. No. But I'm trying to point out that I've been pretty pessimistic on this thing the whole time. I think basketball can happen. It's What's a, the difference? Because it's a lot easier to contain a virus with 12 dudes compared to 115. Okay. But the, but the long-term effects are the same. I, I agree with you. I think what spooked everybody was that, that Indiana football players' mom's Facebook I think post. that that resonated a lot with the college presidents. From what I think, from what I've heard, that this was in the hands of the ADs and coaches for a long time. Okay. And that mom's letter 
and then the liability thing that the NCAA came out with it, where you can't because a lot of the players tonight are tweeting like if you want to play a play if you don't don't but now that they can't have the liability sign off where you can't come back and sue us in 20 years this is what my wife's all freaked out with me I'm fine by the way not, not trying to make this about me there's a real conversation going on in my house yeah is you know the long-term effects of this thing and that we don't know about it i feel fine like i finally well, I get it feel like i'm kind of getting back to myself i'm six weeks out but i'm, I'm my lung capacity i would have said was like 60 percent two weeks ago i'm up to 80 85 now i'm making great, great progress great but like she's all like we don't she doesn't want our kids to get it and i'm and i'm all like well they probably have already had it is because i'm probably a little right of center on this topic. On that, yep. And she's like, well, I don't know, like, who knows? Like, what's going to happen in 10 years to your lungs? Like, are you just going to drop dead someday? Like, come on, probably not. But that's what these university presidents are thinking about now that they can't get Mm -hmm. these waivers signed. Mm -hmm. And because you know, man, like, I know the chances of any of these really in-shape college athletes dying of Rona is super small. But if one kid died, like, could you imagine those? No, um, yeah, that's those yeah. headlines, no, that's, right? That's, and and I think that that this Indiana mom resonated a lot with the school presidents. Then they couldn't get the waivers, and I think that's one of the things that like it's going to be hard to explain to Trevor Lawrence, um, because you don't have a union. You know, you're not unionized like baseball, or you don't have a players' association like basketball. Like, like the NBA, we can't get it in writing that um, that third string linebacker from yep. Middle Tennessee State isn't going to come back and sue the school in twenty years because he has lung disease. Yep. Or right? Yeah, no, it's I, I think that's part of it for sure. And where it's weird, that's the unknown and that's the uncontrollable, Chris. The controllable right now is basically having your athletic budget. Which is weird. Like, let's just God, the totally sabotage ourselves with. But we know we know what that looks like. Or we at least we can kind of plan around that. You can't plan around the unknown of what a long term effect of Corona is. And I, I mean, this is a longer discussion. I think society as a whole is getting more risk averse. Um, you know, whether that's a legal thing or just a mentality thing for the general people. But we're here, and that's the decision that's been made. And it it seems you know whether it's the commissioners or the presidents or whoever's in charge. But uh, I I think that's if people ask what what changed, I think that what well, I think that's it. All and we said it on here a couple of weeks ago. It's going to take a bad outcome, or or one of the major sports having a problem and shutting it down. And Major League Baseball has had enough of a problem where that thing spread like wildfire through the Marlins and and my Cardinals. <laughs> That I think that's a factor too. We need to relegate the Cardinals. <laughs> well, but but point being, you know, because there's some thought like, oh well, you know, a couple could get it here, but you could control it. I'm gonna text that to Bill. Right I'm sure, maybe not the time to send that to Coach. Um, but I think uh, that proved that when this thing catches on somewhere, you probably can't control it. You know, within a locker room, and then two, you throw in the bad outcome for this Indiana player who was hospitalized. Okay, not to diminish it. Um, seems like he's going to recover, but I guess we don't know what the long-term effects would be. And I think those two combined gave enough doubt 
for everyone to, you know, get a little, little scared. Again, the conversation that I've had with my, so it was funny. You would have loved this conversation on Friday night, uh, Dr. Ehrman and his wife, another Dr. Ehrman, Dr. Williams, and then me. You're the non-doctor. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm the one who's had it. Okay. Yeah. Like this is such an ironic conversation, but you know, I'm in like my ninth beer <laughs> and I, but just being honest with you guys, love or hate it, I don't, whatever. Just go for it, man. I think in 10 years, we're going to look back at this and be like, wow, we greatly overreacted to that thing. That's my opinion right now. Sure. But all the doctors at the table, you know, because they're just going by the science. Like they don't, they really don't care. They just, Matt, like they're all about data. They don't really read news headlines. They read like journals. <laughs> How boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all like, maybe you're right. Like you probably are. But what if you're wrong? That's the, that's and, what, that's and, what's one out, you know? And, and maybe that's, that's the way it should be. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the answers. Tell you, you do has the answer though. If you need a great haircut, Franklin Barbershop. That's a good getaway right now. Dude. Just, um, just go there. And- I got an email yeah. from Aaron. Apparently a handful of fanatics have already frequented the, Franklin Barbershop awesome. down in Beaverdale. I bet Great they didn't sponsor re- the uh, Williams and Bloom Quarantine Podcast. Sure, they had a hell of a time urinating in that Tom Jones shrined <laughs> urinal, watching Forrest Gump. Um, but no, give give me. I need to go and get the beard trimmed up. I, I haven't been I there. Might, I I might make that. Normally, I'm why a, don't I'm we a, go? Let's if we could do that. Let's uh, set it up. Let's normally, go. I'm a uh, a four week haircut guy. But if I can go hang out with those guys, I'm gonna. I might go to three weeks. No, I think so too. I think it's worth it. And like, let's set it up where we don't have anything to do, and we can have a couple beers. September looks good. Sorry. Um, a lot of good stuff on Twitter, um, but I really hate Twitter right now because I feel like um, it, it's the worst right now. I it thought is, we are in the most polarized. I'm sorry, bullshit society right now. I hate it. Like, I have, like, people who I thought were my friends, like, coming at me yesterday that I'm cheering to have no football. You want me to cheer that I don't know if I'm going to be able to make my mortgage payment? What the hell is wrong with you? That all of our friends are going to get laid off? Like, the, what the hell I, is wrong with people? I think cheer's the wrong word. I th- Not to speak for everybody. The The I told you so... Or how could you dumb to not realize that this was coming? Gets a little tiresome for me. Okay, then fine. But like that—that's I think that's does any. Here's my question: Anybody who reports like the actual news, and the actual news is that we're probably not going to have a college football season. Does that make you a quote unquote Corona bro? No, no, it doesn't. Here's what's annoying to me, though. Like, I'm on here saying I think we should play. No, I know. It, but, yeah. but you report something and, like, four jackasses come at you. I know. I'm being sensitive here. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm, this is my inner Kevin Durant speaking. <laughs> it's Where's really, bur- like. You need a burner account. None of these guys want college football to be canceled. I don't believe anybody wants it to. Who covers the sport for a living? No, but here's, here's the problem is sports and politics have gotten so mixed up and jacked up that even logical, well-thought-out opinions like yours get misconstrued for being political because... 
I get it. No, I, you're right. So you're just, you're, you're, again, it comes down to picking a side. You are and correct. It's, un, it's just frustrating as heck because it's like, for what it's, it's worth, it's been confusing the whole way I'll around. just be completely honest with everybody. And I hope that you don't think anything different of me. I used to be an independent, or I, I used to be a Republican. Then I was an independent. Donald Trump got elected, and I said, I'm going to become a Democrat because of that alone. I wrote in John Kasich, who's a Republican, and I could lose everything by not having a season. Yeah. Like, I'm not... <laughs> oh, I know. This is I, not a, a deal where you're sitting here and cheering this crap on, Brent. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm tired of it. Like... The polarization and the politicalization of this thing makes me sick to my stomach. And this is why we're never going to beat it until there's a vaccine. Because our country is too selfish and everybody just bitches at each other all the time, depending on if you're red or if you're blue. Like rational people in the middle, who is the majority of our country, I believe. Yeah. Guys like us who think differently about a lot of things, but we always come to a middle ground because we're rational. Yeah. Like, why, why should I have gotten harassed when I took my daughter into a freaking gas station because we had masks on yeah. no, I in, don't. In, in central Missouri? You know what I mean? Like, this is just stupid. my example. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Shut your mouth, dude. Like, that's it. I'm not coming at you and mocking you because you're not wearing a mask. I, I just, like, I'm so tired of the polarization crap, man. I can't handle it. Sorry. I'm done. No, it's, but it's just, it's all part of it. Um. It is part. It's of it. it's it's tremendously all woven together, and you can't separate it. And and so, where does sports <laughs> stop and politics begin? And it's it's and it's there's no there's no difference. You are correct. Like you can't separate it anymore. So it's unfortunately since you're in the sports business, all of a sudden you're now in the politics business. Sorry, yeah. that's the way it is. No, I know. I and then I'm too sensitive. Well, and I, I am like, and, and I need to quit reading notifications so much and just let it go. Let me, let me but present I, the other side. Can quick. I, well, can I just say this though? Yeah. Like yeah. it just, it hurts because like I've been You're, sitting around sulking all weekend. Like I literally <laughs> cried on Saturday because I'm so sad about college football going away. And like, yeah, I know what li- it's, livelihood. it's my livelihood. Like and a lot of people, so many people we know. Yep. Like, I think about our friends at Learfield right now. How do you sell ads for a football season that doesn't exist? Or basketball. Or we basketball. Don't even, like, you're talking about splitting that thing up. Mm-hmm. And all the, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, like, I just, there's a, there's so much polarization that I, there's, we need less polarization, more rationalization in our world and everything. Here's the other side that, um, and I agree with you, but what, what, what gets old for uh, the some of the other perspective is this just happened and people are hurting like yesterday was brutal today's brutal and yet a lot of what what I've seen is like well it's you idiots that that refuse to comply here and that's the reason why there's no college football oh yeah that's all over the place um and it's just like kicking dirt on you when you're I mean not everybody is in that camp no um I, again, don't you think that... And, that, and who knows if that's even true? I, we don't know. I mean, okay, if every single person wore a mask, it probably is different. I'm sure it is. 
But, but, but th- like, that that's also not you're realistic. Not, you're not extinguishing. Yeah. You're not extinguishing it's, the virus. It's, that, it's you're not, and so that the was risk never, would still be there. That was never going to be a realistic deal, unless you're in a, like a communist country, like where they can literally throw you in jail. Correct. Which you can't do that in the United States of America. And so I think. So like, what do you want to give up? Like you know, like I get it. And that and so it's frustrating from that aspect of I I understand that. That you were probably that that's that side was right. This is probably not realistic this whole time, and you know, and everyone's upset about it. I don't need you to tell me that I'm an idiot on top of it too. So I think that gets the the holier than now nature. I get gets, it. Gets old too, and it's people's way of coping. Each side. Everybody, so you want to blame you want to blame somebody else? Like everybody wants to blame somebody. That's right. So yeah. that's what it comes back to is is the the people the. Uh, the Corona bros, as you call them, or not the Corona bros, but the people accusing you of being a Corona bro, they want to blame the media for exacerbating this problem where the, uh, let's say the Corona bros, they're, <laughs> they want to blame, they want to blame the idiots for being idiots. I and just want to blame the virus. Like you just want to, I'm blaming the virus. I mean, the viruses, that's, so, this is, I'm just trying to break this yeah, down from the, that from was the 360 the, view here. But that was the tweet that got people mad at me. Um, Danny Cannell put out that tweet yesterday about, well, all you uh, guys who've been cheering on the virus, uh, well, you're getting what you want now. And I just, it, and I wrote, <laughs> he, he was blaming like the media for getting college football season canceled because of headlines. Yeah. I think it was what, I yeah. think I'm accurately portraying accurately. Yeah. And I wrote, or it could just be the virus. Right. I mean, because if this virus didn't, like, I just find it really hard to believe that Wendy Winterstein sitting around being like, oh, you know, what does Dan Walken at USA Today think about this? Yeah. No, I know. I Now, if you want to blame, like, um, the media as a whole, like, of course the media impacts things, but you know what? There's also like the other side of media too, like the fair and balanced folks, right? Like, you know, like this is a, this is a giant ecosystem we live in. You can't, what I didn't like about Canal was blaming college football writers. Like, right. Does, do Dennis Dodd and Bruce Feldman and Dan Wolken have that much power over the sport? No, no, they don't. They don't. I mean, they, you could say they draw attention to it and the attention causes the issues, but the issues are there anyway. Yeah. Like it, I but know if the virus I mean, didn't the virus. exist then there wouldn't be an, that it's the virus's fault. So here's the interesting part. Okay. We think this is inevitable. Probably happen this week. Well, they'll, you know, postpone this to what to spring to fall. That's the big question. Um, but yet these college campuses are still going to be open, Chris. And I think this is, is that you next? You think that they'll stay? I like, think do you they'll th- start. Do you think we'll have... People, do you think that we'll have freshmen in Friley Hall in October? I don't know that. I don't know that. But I just, I, again, this is the crazy thing is that the, the college sports may be the first thing to go on this continuum of things. So now, now we'll see. We'll see. But I, if if you want basketball to happen, you better hope that Friley Hall is open in October. Hey, um, I just want to keep. Um Everything informed here. This is not matching up with what I've heard. Okay. But I'm not always right. Um, Clay Travis, who's been way out on this, on the um, very far, um, you know, Clay's been very open about keeping things going. Yep. Yep. Um, He's reporting, uh, these tweets were put out uh, 9-13 on Sunday night. This is, 
This is really a disaster to do this podcast tonight because it's going to be so out of date. Yep. But hopefully people will download it ASAP. Um, this may end up being a political battle, yada, yada, yada. He says he is told that many SEC and Big 12 governors are in favor of college football seasons in their states. Sure. And early discussions among some of them are ongoing. Um, I, this is where it gets tricky. You're right. So, and Clay, Clay, pu- we literally been talking about this for three months. Yep. Clay published a piece. Uh, but like I said, I read everything. Just be frank. Including, so do I. Including I, Clay Travis. I read Clay Travis all the time. I, in fact, I've been a fan of his way before he was even famous when Outkick was just a tiny little blog. Um, I prefer him to most. But his point in his column, I think he wrote it today or yesterday, was now, now that we're near D-Day, for lack of a better term, for college athletics, you're going to start to get the high-profile power people involved, and it's going to eventually make its way to the president. It's inevitable. No, I can't believe so, we haven't seen a tweet yet. So the governors, the governors will are the first uh, line, and then you'll probably get some senators. And, but I think they're going to go to the top here. Most of these governors, too, especially in an election year, will just take the lead of the president if they're Republican governors. Well, but they and if they're Democrats, they're going to go up. I mean, it's an election year. But I, th- I, I yeah, and I think, but you got to look at your people. Could you like, like my point though? Could you see the California governor? Being like, oh, I'm gonna. I agree with Donald Trump. USC and UCLA need to be. Sure. Pl- no, no way. Could you see Kim Reynolds here in the state of Iowa be like, ah, sorry, Mr. President, no chance. Right. Like so they're I, not gonna do that. But I think that's before this happens. So it's either gotta the the college commissioners neither gonna have to put the boot on now and just stop it, or this is gonna get even more wild in the next seven to ten days if the politic that the high level politics get involved. It, because I think, honestly, in a weird sense, and maybe he doesn't want to get involved, but uh, a lot of the president's constituents would be pro-college football. So, you know, you, you pit, you, you pit uh, as he does, like him or hate him, he, he picks battles that benefit, that get emotional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this would be an emotional I battle. Mean- didn't we talk about this in April? Yeah, so, like, that it's this playing out almost exactly. But like the, my, my question would be: Is it too late? Though? Well, I mean, probably too late. Is it though, or could you just start in October? But again, but then it comes back to the the slow drip of, I, of I, pain. I was told by a well placed source today. I'm overthinking it. That you are overthinking. Because my point was okay. Um, we know what the PAC... I've been saying what the PAC-12 is going to do since March. Like, there's no way California public institutions are playing. Okay? We know that they're not going to play. You you have been... We know that. Yep. I mean, you can't even light up a cigarette in California without the cops arresting you. <laughs> they make you bring your own bags into grocery stores. Remember that deal when depends I was in San Diego? What, depends what you're lighting up. They were like, oh, well... We're going to charge you a quarter a bag. And I was like, excuse me? Um, a lot of Teslas out there. Jeez. I I would love I, a Tesla. I would never live in that state. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's I gorgeous that. out there. Yeah, it's pretty, but I don't want to live in that. Like, have you ever been to L.A.? It's oh, the yeah. worst. No, I don't mind L.A. Oh, 70, L.A. is. 75 every day. San Diego, I would live, but it's expensive as hell. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't even know where I was going. So, but California's not, you're saying California's not playing no matter what? Correct. 
my my point to this in this conversation was okay. Let's say the Big Ten and the Pac-12 succumb to the political pressure and they bow out, which I think is very possible. What if because the rules of the college football playoff is it's a vote yeah, to the majority. The majority, because the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC, in my opinion, I thought would vote. Um, If you're just talking about the institutions, I thought would vote to play. And Notre Dame's going to go with the ACC. I was told today that the Big 12 is leaning to vote not to play. So, but my, if, if Clay Travis is right, though, and it becomes a state thing. Sure. That changes the story because I think Iowa's governor would be all about playing. Yeah. She's letting high schools play. Right. Why can't the Iowa State Cyclones play just, if Bondurant for our can? It's a fair point. I just don't know if it's if ultimately it's up to her. Iowa can't tell the Big Ten commissioner, oh, you know, Governor Reynolds wants us to play, so sorry, we can't. And one thing that people you. like, cause so there was some rogue, like, independent reporter that put out a deal about Oh, Ohio State. Yeah, right. Call joining hey. the Big Twelve. Grant of rights don't work that way, bro. Not gonna happen. But yeah, so man, we thought we'd have a resolution midweek, but I don't know. You just can't keep. You can't can't keep the slow drip though. That's not healthy. Correct. It's August 9th. Figure it out. Um. Okay, then. Uh, did you enjoy the PGA Championship? I did. I did. Big Colin Morikawa fan here. What about the uh, Cardinals? Are you doing okay? I. It's weird because... Robert Acuna went crazy today. I Somebody's like, what's going on with the Cardinals? I'm like, baseball still going on? Question mark. Like, they haven't played in 11 days. I've totally almost removed... Like, I'll, I'll flip on a baseball game, but it's so weird... I'm That's not into this, baseball right now. This it's whole, weird. It's same. This whole it's just strange, and I, either the crowd's throwing me off, the lack of a crowd. You're watching basketball? The, I'm watching a lot of basketball. Me too. Watching a lot of basketball. I watched. Yeah. I Yang watched Monte a bunch was of golf. a gym yesterday. That was beautiful. Watching a lot of golf too. Um, that was so. But it's just such a strange time. It's like you want to feel normal. And then you really don't. And it really bummed me out this weekend, Chris, when you start looking at, holy crap, it's August 9th. What are we going to do in September and October, November? What are we going to do? I don't know. I'm talking just about you and me. I don't know. We haven't had, like, I mean, there's only so many Saturdays I can get the kids pool out. (laughs) I think this is what's the, the most... It's awful that people are going to lose their jobs, right? But everyone's life, if you're listening to this, your life revolves around the 12 Saturdays in the fall. You have, like, tailgate plans. You have all that stuff. I I, I was talking to my mother-in-law and, you know, love her to death. But she was just... They've got to be crushed. She was just crushed. She's like, what do you mean? I I won't be able to go see all my friends and family. Like, literally... (sighs) Deb, you can't. Awful. Yeah. She's like, so what am I going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. Like, you just... These are things that you you thought would still happen, and now we're going on. You know what? The NCAA tournament was one thing because you thought, okay, quick fix. We had if you go back and listen, like, well, we got time to figure this out. And this is what's most irritating: is it's August 9th, and we've gotten nowhere, right? Like we've got a little bit more data, but we don't have enough. 
testing still sucks. We can't figure it out. If you go back and listen to our March podcast, we thought, oh, by August, they're going to have this, you know, rapid oh, yeah. test. They'll have in 10 minutes. And it's well. just, it's just stupid. The whole thing is dumb and I'm just frustrated over it. It's a great point. The whole thing is dumb, Bloom. <laughs> Sorry if I, uh, did I go too far? No. I just like it. It's so frustrating to me. I, I, you know what kills me the most? Like, and I, I, unfortunately I have a front row. It's fortunate and unfortunate. Fortunate because I get to see the passion of Iowa State fans every day, every day of my life. Even if I'm trying to take the day off, I can't because you guys are so passionate and it's awesome. That's why Iowa State fans are the best. You know what really sucks though? And this is my least favorite part of this job and it's not even close because when things don't go well, watching Iowa State fans just absolutely rip each other apart. Yeah. Yep. And you saw it this weekend. You saw it this weekend. Um, and you see it, you know, like after a bad loss of any sort. And it's just like, guys, we are um, all in this together. I know it's become a bit of a cliche, but it sure doesn't feel like it right now. And that, that really stinks. So hopefully... Um, yeah, it's you know, just, hopefully it, cooler heads will prevail and we have a happier podcast next week. Well, it's just really difficult right now because college football was the thing that carried out in front of, okay, if we could just get that great point, yeah. if we could just get that, then, you know, we can maybe get some sense of getting back to better times. And now that's a way. And you just, it's like taking away Christmas for people. I mean, I, my favorite part and it's weird. My favorite part of of the fall and it's not even the fall at that point but the lead up to that first game and when you're reading everything and the anticipation of that very first game and that that turnaround the former Elwood and then you see the picture and you or you see the stadium you see the students on the right and it's just like ah I'm back where everything's okay again and then you smell the grill and you and you, you the, the whole atmosphere then the band and then Sixty-one thousand five hundred, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it's just like ah, I mean, just so there was part of me, Brent, that really difficult this weekend where I was like, I, I kind of came to like peace with it. I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be better in the spring, like because people can be there and like we can. It would have been weird anyway. You're right. Yeah, like I mean, opening game with no fans would have been really yeah, kind of sad too. Sure. But then I got told this afternoon by like six different people, like, man, the spring thing, like, I just don't know how realistic that is for all these different reasons. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, that's another podcast. We'll probably be debating that next. Yeah. Well, we got time now, I think. Well, we'll see. We're going to keep doing this. Um, Thanks to our friends at Mechdyne and to be, uh, I'm not going to give any details but a few prominent folks very prominent folks are on board if the season gets canceled to do a weekly podcast on uh, the NFL uh, stuff like that we're not going anywhere I told Stansberry this earlier this week Um, we worked 15 years to build this thing up the way that it is now we're not going to let a virus take us down and um at some point, Iowa State back, sports are going to be back stronger than ever. So we're going to keep we're going to keep on trucking through. I mean, this. it's just got to 
control your attitude as much as you can, right? Um, and be, don't it's going to be difficult. Don't be dicks to, to one another. Yeah. I, right? It was just a tough be nice. weekend. Just be nice it to is. each other. And I think ultimately people get there, um, if not on social media, but at least in person. Oh, in person, everybody's nice. But it's uh, just just add it to what we can potentially overcome through this whole thing. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm what is wrong with this? The, the, the 1792 is getting, getting to me. I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't <laughs> want to watch the Premier League all fall. Say something. Uh, let's end this on a positive note. One thing that's been great for me throughout this pandemic is having my little baby. She's She turns one next week. Wow. Time flies. Yep. And I've literally been home with her since March and I am so close with her and I, and she's so close with me because I've no offense to her mom, but I've spent as much time with her. Like, yeah. right. Like yeah. we're normally in March. I'm gone. Like in, <laughs> Hey, c- it, it, cue the, the jackass who's going to comment on how bad Iowa state was in basketball last year. I know. But, um, you know, like I, I'm so close to her and that's a good thing for me. So I, I will, and then I, I know that this school year is not going to be normal. Well, guess what? Daddy's not covering football. So I'm going to be, uh, Bondurant's doing the hybrid thing, and I'm going to be homeschooling. I'm going to be Mr. Daddy for three days a week to my kindergartner. So that's a great experience, right? Like when, yeah, no, when, for sure. When Cameron's 30 and married and has a kid, like I'll be able to tell the story of the year of the great pandemic, and I stayed home and I got to homeschool you and we spent all that great time together. So there you go. There's my positive and I'm actually looking forward to it. And I don't think I, I would not have had the time to do that if, I, if a football season was I, happening. That's it's well said and very fair and a good way to approach. What about you? You need to give one. Um, We're going to teach you how to use that Traeger. No, I'm getting better at it. Okay. I'm getting better at it. Oh, by the way, um, I've got a deal in a few weeks with Iowa Pork. The guy from Smokey D's, the award-winning barbecue guy, he's going to come over to the neighborhood and drink beer with us and teach oh. us how to barbecue. For real. I need the help. Yeah, no, he's coming. Oh, that's that's big. Dan Winkle's going to videotape it. No, I mean, just I've, for me, it's similar. It's just time spent more with family, and it can frustrate the heck out of you. Um some of the time, but then also there's those are those times where it's it's great where you think, man, you know, when I'm you know, for me I travel a lot for work and I haven't been on yeah a plane and and when Teddy's been young, so right. So I've been I have got to see him grow it's interesting. I, I was having a conversation with my wife about this. It's like uh I didn't really get a take with Everett, who's two, of paternity leave. You know, I was back working three days later. It's funny you say that. We've had the same conversation because yeah. I did with Cammy. She was born in the spring with Elise, born in football season. I didn't even see her when she was a baby, hardly. Yep. And then, uh, so uh, Theo was sick when he was born, so I I had to take leave and for like three weeks, and then I was back working. But then, you know, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I didn't when when Everett was two was about the same age. I was on the road either for work or for football with the cyclone radio network. Cause I don't remember a lot of this stage. And so I've been able to you know, so cool. be around a little more and it's neat to watch them change every day. And then just, you know, my wife and I've been largely working from home, even when the kids have been at daycare when, and when it's been open. So it's been good to 
spend more time and not have to just worry about, hey, when's my next next trip going to be? So that's been good. Um, yeah, is, I mean, I think there's positive. It's 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 difficult. It's hard circumstance, stuff. but if you can't find a little uh, glimmer of 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 hope in there somewhere, um, it's really what can keep you going. That's all I have to keep going, and I mean that. I'm not trying to be a, you know, fatalist here. Sure, but like I I wrote this in our um, in my letter to our premium subscribers earlier today, and, and I. I don't know. Maybe this is a flaw in me that I need to really look into during this time. Probably is. But like literally all I do in my life is work and um, my family. That's all. You know me. Yeah. I don't do anything else. Right. And a whole lot of other hobbies. <laughs> I don't. You're just, now you've got the pork thing. You're, you know, yeah. Now I'm smoking a ton of meat yeah. all the time. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Um. It is part of like the anxiety that I like deal with, but like all, when I don't know what to do, I just work. Yeah, you know, for and sure. That, that's why like a like a sixty hour work week to me is just like it's not like it's normal. Like I maybe it's because I work from home too. Like I, I it, again, like if there's any like oh I have free time, the baby's down, and I don't have anything. Like oh I'm gonna go work. Like that's what I do, and I don't know what I'm going to do. This this fall somehow I think you'll find a way to to fill that time with work, but knowing you, <laughs> yeah, uh, but one like way or another, the thing is, like I don't view, um, I don't like I, you know, it's really hard for me to watch the NBA if we're just being really vulnerable here, and I'm gonna pour a little more. <laughs> Seventeen ninety two, thanks, Brant. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you want some more? Uh, yeah, yeah, take a little more. Like, I can't, like, so I love to watch film. Yeah. One of the things I really love to do. You DVR everything. I do. I, every Big 12 game that is played, I, now, once Iowa State has played them, then I tend to not. So, like, if Iowa State plays um, Kansas State in the first game of the year, I won't watch another. I'll watch Kansas State if they're playing a team that Iowa State has in the future. Doesn't add a whole lot of value to you. Correct. Yeah. It's not worth my time. Yep. But like week one, yeah, on Sunday, I will fast forward through the commercials and stuff, and I'll watch nine other Big Twelve games. That's the, but I don't watch them. So a lot of guys will be out there and be like, "Man, that sounds great." It is. I'm not complaining about it, but I watch it in a work way. Like I'm taking notes. I'm right. It's super hard for me to sit and watch. Um. Just the, the, the Blazers and yeah. the Lakers for fun. Like, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, relax and be like, oh, this is... The just only thing I can do that with is, is racing. And I'm so sick that I went off and just created a racing site that I is not profitable that. at all. <laughs> because I can't just not do it. So I'm like... Like, it's not a financial thing. I'm terrified of what this fall is going to be like. I'm so scared. And this is, I'm, I'm again, no, I'm, this I, is my inner Kevin Durant. I, no, it's, I'm, it's appreciate you saying that. Cause I think a lot of people are like, what am I going to, like, they're in the similar, same boat. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do if you're not planning your tailgates? You know, like, and you're not like your, your in laws who, 
they don't just tailgate. They no. show up on Friday and they right. put up their camper and they and then they leave on Sunday. Like it's the whole weekend. What the hell are we gonna do? Yeah, I know. That's what's diff. That's the. Am I gonna stay in the deck? <laughs> we'll do I don't want to stay in the deck. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to afford the stay. <laughs> <laughs> I got the labor covered, yeah, but you're right. It's just the and the the uh, the fear of the unknown still of when is this gonna you know be right and if it if it is right will it be the same are yeah. you worried about that a little bit you seem like you're worried about that i am um a couple reasons i think people they will come back but maybe not in the same numbers the fear the 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 reality is anytime you take something away from somebody people can replace that with something else yeah and you know, there, there's been a, there's been college football for 125 years. This will be the year, first year in a long time, and and you you take that away, and not not the majority of the people, but you start to erode at at, at people's um, feel for it. If you if you find something else, or but more than anything, Chris, well, well, let's see what even it looks like if you're having all these these financial issues around it. Now, football, college football will come back because they, they there's enough financial uh, means for it to come back. But um, we'll see at what level. I mean, is it the same number of scholarships? Is it the same? I mean, I don't know. There's just so so many unknowns of of what this will do to college sports in general. So, and then the fans as well. I I think the Max 115, 120,000 seat stadiums. Yeah. Not for a couple schools, but you're that. That's, what about that's Northern gone. Iowa? Yeah. Like it's, it's, some of those are just the attendance was dwindling anyway. Yeah. It's it's not that's not that cart's uh part of that's their own fault because they sold their soul to these Power Five conferences sure. to take all these buy games and then ESPN to put games on Tuesday nights in November. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that you're right. It'll, it'll be around. College sports is not going I, anywhere. I know. But it's still, it won't. It, there but is always it, the, the fear of the unknown of what, what it could Isn't it like. okay to sit here and have a whiskey with your best friend and be sad, though? Like, I, yeah, I think yeah, that. For sure. Like a lot of people are probably like, yeah, I want to do that right now. It uh, It is. Because why do we, why are you on cycle? Why are you listening to this podcast? Because you love Iowa Because you love Iowa State. It means something to you. And now that has been taken away for an unknown period of time. And you can fill this is that a nightmare. You can fill that void with, you know, like we said, we got, but, but that's still, that's still there, and and we don't, and you don't know when it'll return. So absolutely, this sucks. To back your point up, this has happened to me in real life. So like normally, I would have watched. It's August. How many Braves games would like? How many baseball games would we have been in by now? Oh, 10? I I would have watched seventy. Brave, 60 to 70 Braves games. Now, I'm not like pitch by pitch, but had them on. Yeah. Because that is what we do in the Williams home. Just have it on. In the summer, yep. when we're eating dinner, Braves are on in the background. When we're out in the backyard and the girls are swimming, Braves are on in the background. Even if we're not watching, I have my tune-in app. Braves are on in the background. That's what we do. So they didn't come back. And we talked about this at the time. And I've replaced it. Yep. Because you know what? Like, as much as I love the Braves, you know what I love a lot more? Racing. Yep. A lot more. There's one thing in the world I love more than college football. Racing. Wow. 
That's where I grew up. It's what it is where my soul is. What's the one sport that's kept going racing. And if you want now with modern day technology, you can watch a dirt race every night of the week very easily. And I find myself now, I know the Braves are on, but I also know that the world of outlaws late models are in Kentucky tonight. Sure. And I've already paid for the subscription. What do you think I'm turning on? Yeah. I'm choosing to watch the late models and maybe I'll put the Braves on my phone stream. And um, while I think the Iowa state tie specifically is way stronger than the Iowa state tie for me trumps everything. Sure. Like it's not even close. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking, I think more about um, the Akron football fan, the Kansas football fan, the or Texas the, tech basketball fan. Casual, I know you casual Iowa state fan. Yeah. The casual Iowa state fan. Who maybe you live in Norwalk and yeah. you're like, ah, I'm going to go hunting instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's no guarantee that this is going to be completely all the way back. We're going to end it on a positive, and I'm going to say why it will come back for Iowa State. Okay. Because it was built from the ground up. Just... We we joke about our friends out of East about you're buying your T-shirts at Walmart, and that's why you're a fan. And I'm going to go back to the hoodie that we created on the Cyclone Fanatic store months ago. The, the phrase that I coined on Twitter, bantering with a Hawk fan one day. You don't pick Iowa State because it's easy. You pick Iowa State because it's awesome. Nobody becomes an Iowa State fan because it's the easy thing to do. You're either an Iowa State fan because you graduated from there and you yep. bleed it yep. because you're like us who, you know, you walked around the, the the star at the Campanile. You, you know, you had quarter draws at Lumpy's on a Friday night. You went to chasers for Friday after class. What about coast coast, the Chinese place? I mean, come on, there $5. You, yeah. so you can get yeah, the man. huge meal, the, uh, pan express lady. Everybody knows her. Right. So I, I think it was built the right way. I think this fan base is here to stay, which makes me hurt all the more for it. Yeah, you do. But it's also been encouraging. I've gotten a couple texts over the weekend. Just like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Like, people. And I'm sure you've gotten the same as like people are helpless, but they want to do something because they love Iowa State and they don't want they don't want it to see it, you know, something bad happen to it. So the community aspect of Iowa State is not going to change. That'll always still be there. And that's why I think uh, that message resonates of being a cyclone. It's about more than just because let's be honest, folks. Iowa State's football traditionally has been so bad that if you didn't care about it, just of being a cyclone, then you wouldn't have been a fan. You, you would have stopped being a fan a long time ago. A pandemic in 2020 is not going to make that stop. You dealt with a 0-11 season along the way. You watched the Mark Mangina era, Mark Mangino era at Iowa State. Like, you, you can get through this. You're going to get through this as a football fan. By it's the way, tough in the short term. You blocked but you, me on Twitter. <laughs> you probably did. You weren't sawing wood enough. But I think, I think we will still stay together in that aspect, but that, that he doesn't necessarily... <laughs> well, well, he hated me from day one. Uh, we can all unite in that. I would um, give a plug to, if you want to get back, the number one way I would do it is not through Cyclone Fanatic. I'm not going to be selfish here. It's part of it. It's the what they're doing at the foundation, like giving to the 
you know, the students that need it and stuff like that to me, like as long as I'm still employed and things are going, my wife and I are going to set something up to give like just either annually or monthly to maybe it's, you know, foreign students who need support. They do really great work there. Yeah. And I've learned a lot about them since they've started advertising with us. And uh, I really like to encourage people to well, go that route. But, I, mean, I think any any charity that you're fond of that's yeah. going through a tough time could use that. And all and charities are going through a hard they time. They really are. So Every one of them. I, is. And it's not just a you know an Iowa State thing, but um, you know, Jamie won't be shy about it. I'm guessing in the next couple of months, a big part of this of getting back, you know, some of this is going to be through. Cycling club donations and, the, and Barry Alvarez just came out with a letter last week. This is before all this thing hit, wanting to raise X amount of dollars through private funds. And state's not helping out. State's got other problems. So they have I their mean, own I think, unemployment. Like. Yeah, and so it's just. I mean, it, you got to come down to what's. And I, I always talk to people. You know, what is what is most meaningful to you? What 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 part do you want to make an impact in? And just reflect on that. And you know, if that's fanatic, great. That's Iowa State, great. Um, or some other charity that, that you're fond of that's going through a tough time. Um, if you're blessed to be in a position where you can help, um, I'm sure all those places appreciate it. And if you're not, um, get back on your feet. We're all here We're for all you. Pulled. Absolutely. hundred percent. And you know, maybe it's something we can help with. Yeah. And you're not alone. And I, I'm not shoot me a message. If you're a place and you're struggling, I'll, I'll put out a tweet on my own personal account. Like I don't care what my bosses say. Um, thank you though. This Sunday night deal has been good for me and I have a feeling we're going to need it more. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to send whiskey to me and blue schedule has cleared. Uh, we already have one. We already have one listener yeah. send three bottles of whiskey. Uh, just hit us up and, uh, we gladly take it. I'm kidding. You don't yeah. need to do that. We're, we're here for you guys, but thank you for your time. No, I mean it, Bloom. Like, I mean it, man. I love you like family. You know that. And um, the only reason we're friends the way we are is because of Iowa State. It's true. Not the college. It's because of the bond we had over Iowa State athletics. I'll never forget, and I don't know, we were studying for, a, um, I think, a political science exam. We went to Legends. <laughs> we were sitting oh, the, yeah, the uh, yeah. old... Uh, we were sitting at Tower. the bar, and, and Luscious was the um, <laughs> he was bartending us and feeding us free rolling rocks. <laughs> and we oh, were like, "Oh, yeah, screw it's amazing this. he didn't make it as a bartender." We were like, "Screw this!" And we placed a bet on like it was a Dallas Mavericks <laughs> game that started at like nine thirty, and hey, sportsbook.com. whatever it was, Bodog, Bodog, yeah. yeah, there you go. And no, and like I, we went to like Welch Ave, which is where none of the cool kids went because no. we weren't cool. Nope. No, and I just like remember we had we had hung out before, but it was at that point I was like, "This dude's my guy," because you know we're we're just debating like, "Oh, Brett Meyer versus Seneca Wallace," right. and we can go on for like right. three hours about it. No, I mean I think no, you're dead on. I hope that people can listen to this, and we're going to keep doing this during hard times, and they can be like, "Hey, you know, maybe it makes you feel guy guys feel a little better." Well, that's my hope. It's been a journey. Um, from five I'll, months ago, you even got the Rona. <laughs> I got. I so told you I would. Like, it's just uh, on I, we go. I I I kind of don't want to know what the next five months will bring, but 
No, it's it's Sundays are I look forward to it every week. Thanks I to Mechdyne too. Yeah, appreciate those again. guys. But it's been hey, if if we can't have anything else, at least we can have this for an hour hour and a half. On and uh, we we still have three episodes of the summer That's series right. coming up. And I would also like you guys to um, give us feedback, like if there's anything. I want this Sunday night thing to be a current event type thing, but. Brutally honest, we're at a weird spot. It's yeah. like on Fanatic right now where we don't really know what to do. <laughs> Just being honest. No, yeah, for sure. Um, there's not a lot that's going to be happening. So if you have features you've ever wanted written, if you want like, hey, hey, Williams, give me the real story of this or um, anything, please. And I really mean this. Please. We're here for you. Tweet at us. Uh, go on the mess. It, it, people always ask me, what can we do to help? Go, hang on. Our, instead of putting that tweet out, put it on our message board. Start a conversation. Have a conversation with other Cyclone fans. Get off of Twitter and get onto our forum. That's the number one thing you can do to help us as opposed to subscribing in some form. Because it generates traffic, right? It, it generates conversation. I yeah, mean, we want that conversation. Yeah. And when you do it on Twitter... Twitter, a publicly owned company, is benefiting from the traffic. Yeah. When you're having that conversation with Cyclone fans on Cyclone Fanatic, I know it's not perfect. There's going to be trolls anywhere you go. There's <laughs> trolls on Twitter, I promise. Um, but when you're having that conversation there, at least we get the traffic and can try and benefit from wow. that. And I do think that with the opening up of the economy, the partially at least – third and fourth quarter coming, the CPM numbers and all that stuff will, will increase. I'm hoping so. Uh, I'm in the weeds now. No, but, but just, again, it, comes down to support where you can. Yeah, absolutely. Bloom? All right. Thanks, brother. I love you, man. Bloom won't say he loves No, me. I do. I love you, no. brother. <laughs> I do. I had to put a gun I to do. his head. That's what's, hey. I had to put a gun <laughs> to his head. That was a big mic move. That's something your dad would do. That is. Um, maybe we need to do more big mic. People need he, more big money. You want to know who's the most oppressed person in the world oh, right now? Oh, yeah. You know how much my dad has been waiting for tight ends to be used at Iowa State? Oh, there's State? so many tight ends. Oh, there's more tight ends than Iowa State knows what to do with right now. Charlie Kohler might be the best tight end in Iowa State history, and we're not even going to get to see him. Well, okay. I won't go there. <laughs> it's 9.55. We need to sign off. Thanks, so. all. He, he's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. So long.